The following podcast is a part of the Spin Studio Network. I text you a question, next minute my phone rings. What is wrong with you? Nothing worse than a salad orderer who then wants in on all the chips. Sorry, what section are you in? What section am I in? Someone's trying to board this flight with a semi-trailer-sized luggage. I think you should be more concerned with that. Welcome to the Little Wee Nobody Cares podcast. The Sometimes Daily Show, obviously, we won't call it because it's like the Sometimes Quarterly Show, really. Um, not ideal, but uh, we are inputting some type of an infrastructure here that will hopefully require that I do this more often. That is the plan. I have been smashed on Instagram question and answer and comments and DMs about this podcast, but it is back. It really is the trimmed down version, though, because, uh, you know, we're, we're a little bit lighter than when we started. That's for sure. So let's get just sort of moving along here. A bit of a recap. Hi, how are we? What the hell is going on? How have your lives been? What's been doing? What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I don't think you care what I've been up to, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Um, It's actually, I really sat down to think about what have I been doing? And it's a pretty short list. Uh, It's not ideal. Uh, It's not what you're looking for, but that's okay. Um... The sort of, I get, you know, COVID times, COVID times has just been a whole situation. So obviously in the, I mean, I did some episodes during COVID, so you're a little bit up to date. When COVID sort of hit, um, if you will, I'm talking about like a tsunami, although it did feel a bit like that. Um, when COVID sort of hit or arrived, if you will, I sort of decided because, so for the first time ever in my life, right, my, well, not my life, but, you know, calm down. For the first time, really, for a very, very long time, my phone wasn't running hot all day, every day. You know, I spend most of my day um, triaging calls, triaging messages, et cetera, when I can get back to people and, and whatnot, I'm running between meetings and things like that. So for the first time in a very, very long time, the phone went somewhat silent. It was very quiet very quickly. The only calls that we were sort of receiving were either to stand us down from clients or um, concern from clients. But my usual general everyday workload just really took a hit. And so I found myself for the first time in a very long time with quite a bit of time on my hands. I wasn't sort of needed at the office at a certain time of day. I didn't need to rush to do my work, etc. So it was a very bizarro world time. Now, I get it, okay? Like, I'm very fortunate in the position that I'm in. My whole world didn't come crashing down like a lot of people's did. I get it, whatever. If you're here, you understand. Oh, I'm just repositioning myself on the chair. Uh, if you're here, you understand that, like, blah, 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 I get it. Would You know, I understand that people have things worse off than me. So, you know, if you're here and you're looking for some sort of pity party, fucking pack your bag, Cheryl, and get the fuck out, okay? I just have no time for it. Anywho, um, I had a lot of time on my hands, and so I decided that I would use that time wisely. Now, I am someone, when previously discussing um, fitness, health, and weight loss, I would generally say um, I falter because I don't have time. Now, I know, don't get me wrong, I am very good friends with some of the world's most influential fitness people, Emily Sky, for one, uh, who will be the first to tell me time is no real reason, Sam. Fuck off. Now, um, what I say back to those people is double fuck you, okay? Time to me, I get it, right? Like, you know, man, just sleep one less hour a day. Get them one little fuck you, okay? I'm going to be walking on the beach, taking photos of sunset, and I'm just not doing it, okay? I work until super late at night, and I am using up every hour I've got for sleep. I'm not waking up early so that I can start traipsing around 
on some sort of gym situation. You know, it's just not happening. Um, and by the end of the workday, I am just over it completely. I do not want to go home and cook. I can't be bothered, etc. What I will say is this. I didn't used to eat that poorly in terms of my main meals. It was the snacking that really got me. Big fan of chips, big fan of chocolate. You know, hello, Marble, how are you? Um, we're very closely acquainted. So when I finally got this time back during COVID, I sort of thought to myself, I have said for a long time that part of the reason that I, it's just all too hard is because time is not on my side. I just, I feel like I can't get up an hour earlier. I feel like, you know, not that I can't, you know what I mean? Like I hear what you're saying, like blah, 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 fuck off Cheryl. Okay. Karen, Susie, Christy hyphen Lee. I just don't have any time for any of you. Okay. I understand that I theoretically could have gotten up 45 minutes earlier. Well, that's not even 45. Like let's be serious about the scenario. Okay. It isn't 45 minutes. If you're waking up and having to go and do a workout, you're having to get up at least an hour and something earlier, and that's only fitting in a 30 to 45 minute workout. Then you've got to shower. It's, it's a whole process. You know, you're getting changed, you're putting stuff on, you go on places. It ain't just as easy as getting up and just working out. Okay, it's not a thing. So because I'd sort of gotten a bit of time back, I thought, well, this would be a time for me to prove that time is in fact part of the reason that I have been unable to really dedicate myself to fitness and health. And look, I work a lot during the day. I My days are filled with work. And so because of that, um, I guess having a bit of a void and so like, what am I doing here? That didn't sit well with me either. So I decided to fill it with different things. So I was getting up early. I was working out every single morning. I was making breakfast. I was making lunch. I was making dinner. I was, I bought a bike. I was riding my bike. It was, it was all happening. It was a whole new me. It was COVID me, um, you know, but like obviously without COVID. So I really used that period of time um, and I just felt like that really was just of critical importance for me. And so during that period of time, I just really got into the cooking. You know, I, was, I mean, you saw on the on the gram, if you will, uh, whipping up all sorts of things um, and whatnot. So that's kind of what COVID did to me, um, you know, and I think what was interesting for me anyway was that COVID for me probably lasted three weeks, I would say, maybe two and a half weeks before then my um, business went from zero to 100 again because uh, we picked up a, my agency handles what's called crisis PR, um, which is just communications in a crisis time. Um, and so we picked up a lot of that for our existing clientele to assist them um, in managing messaging, et cetera, when things are obviously changing rapidly um, as an extra resource. So we picked that up for a lot of clients. And so that really just set us on fire uh, in terms of workload. I obviously wasn't working in the office, so I wasn't with my team, which makes things a little bit slower transactionally. You can't just yell out. You can't just have a quick meeting. It's phone calls. It's Zooms. It's, you know, it's, it's all over the place. It's not for me. Um, and so then my workload went back to 100. But again, there just wasn't this hecticness that exists in my usual world. And so that was interesting. And again, meant that I could realistically uh, spend more time cooking, etc. And my day was a little bit more flexible, you know, like I was able to, you know, if I was at the office, because technically I could come to the office because there was no one else here. So I was somewhat isolating just by myself still. Um, but I could realistically come into the office, uh, leave sort of early afternoon, go home, go for a bike ride, blah, blah, blah. In the mornings, I would, you know, go out for a bike ride and get a coffee and then ride back to the house. And the, the, the schedule was a little bit more flexible. Whereas now, of course, my phone is just on fire far too often all day long. So those things aren't realistic. So 
that's kind of how I used my COVID experience. Now, when I have, obviously, I was somewhat quiet. I haven't been hugely on the gram. I haven't been hugely on the podcast. Well, by that, I mean, I haven't been on the podcast at all, really, have I? Um, but I haven't been on the podcast. So I haven't really gone into great detail about a lot of things. So I'm getting hammered with DMs from people asking about my weight loss, about how that occurred. Now, let's be clear. This ain't a page where I'll be posting fucking workout tips because, hello, that ain't a thing. Uh, this isn't a page where I'll be posting my recipes because that's absolutely not. Um... However, I'm getting hammered with the DM. So I don't really know what people want me to do here, but um, I'm happy to, in the next episode, maybe talk in more depth about how I go about my... I, look, I, I do a low-carb diet. That's that's how I operate. That's always, always how I've operated. Uh, I don't do that because of any other reason than the fact that I hate vegetables and I hate salad. Um, I won't fucking sit at my desk and eat a fucking green salad. My assistant, Jess, every day, she's got a fucking salad at her desk. I want to kill myself. You know what I mean? Like I just straight up want to put a revolver in my mouth. I can't even breathe about a salad. I don't know. I'm not eating weeds. It's just a bowl of weeds. It's not for me. I just buy a little balsamic vinaigrette. You can just fuck off. Take your balsamic vinaigrette. Unless it's a caramelized balsamic and I'm dipping some sort of bread into it, I really just want nothing to do with you. So, um, you know, just take it away. Um, Or we just put a cheese. Okay, like, fuck that. Unless the cheese is on a cracker with, you know, a stunning, you know, honey truffle vibe, I just want nothing to do with you. So I can't eat a salad. So that's why I do low carb. Um, and I'm also a very dedicated person. Once I decide that I'm on, I'm really on, to be honest. Like that's the end of that once I decide. So um, it's just, it takes some time for me to decide. You know what I mean? It's a real mental game, isn't it? Um, but anyway, I'm happy to go through, certainly I'm not going to do a whole episode on weight loss. Let me be fucking clear about that. Absolutely not. Um, but I am happy to be a bit more specific on the types of things that I would do or the types of things that I would eat if people have any flying fucking care about that factor. Let me know on something. I don't really care, whatever. But that's where we're at. Um, in total to date, I am down, I want to say 16 kilos, but I have had two weeks where I've sort of been a little bit, you know, not lax. Sorry, I've been lax, but I haven't been bad. So I'm probably back to like 15 kilos. I don't know, but it was 16-ish um, that I lost during COVID period of time. Um, so yeah, that's sort of how I use COVID, which was a sort of a great time during COVID. I've got, a little, I've got my, oh, stunning. I don't know if the, ooh, I don't know if we'll use this camera. I'm showing the book to now the camera, which I probably won't ever use ever again, but, um, I, I'm a huge stationary person. I don't know. It obviously runs in my family. My dad was always big on, um, beautiful pens when I was younger. Courtney loves stationary. I love stationary, stationary for life for days. It's all happening. Um, I like to write things down. I don't want Christy fucking hyphen Lee or like, I need like a new name, like Tyson or like Jimmy. I don't want some fucking 12 year old telling me that I should put it on an iPad or use a note in my phone. I don't like this digital note taking fucking scenario. I want a pen and I want a bit of paper. I want a beautiful GSM. I want something 80 plus. I'm not using something flimsy. I want a beautiful fountain pen. You know, I'm looking for something stunning, nice ink distribution, something from Mont Blanc, something with a weight behind it, something substantial, you know, I'm writing notes here. These things could change something later. I mean, they're usually probably just what I want to have for lunch, but they could change something later. You know, I need a nice stationery. So I've got this new book that I'm just sort of drafting little bits in, and I've just used it to do a little draft up a little note here um, about what I'm talking about today. So I've got my listen to this. The next one, um, yeah, so during COVID, we uh, we kept all of our staff on. No staff was stood down. No staff were fired. Um, and, and in fact, we ended up hiring during that period um, because I thought we could find some great talent given so many people losing their jobs. So we reinvested and doubled down. And so it was a very interesting time, very interesting management time because, you know, people aren't uh, physically in the office. It's harder to get them together. It's, you know, blah, blah, blah. But we have an amazing team here. And so, you know, we didn't really have any of those issues where, I mean, look, 
high. Not a fucking idiot. Uh, I'm 100% sure there were days when my staff were like, oh, just pop out now at 2 o'clock and that might be me for the day. Um, I'm sure that occurred. But as a general, they are a phenomenal group of people who will strive to always get the job done. And so, you know, even if they were popping out a little bit early, I'm sure it was happening, um, their work was getting done absolutely every single time. So um, it was a little bit of a different time to sort of manage that process and how that worked and, and whatever else. But it was um, – I guess it was very educational and, and somewhat for our business anyway, was a good learning experience for the future. You know, if we ever have to have distance or whatever else in our team that will allow us to, you know, be able to be on top of that um, and whatnot. But very proud of that. We've introduced some new team members, which obviously is also um, a whole scenario because there's really, um, there's really just a big component, I guess, when we're talking about um, bringing team members on, new people into the group, training, how that looks, et cetera, et cetera. Personally, I don't handle the training. That's something Courtney deals with, but it is just a, a shift in things. You're then trying to change priorities. Some jobs are going to new staff that old staff used to do and shifting things around. So that's also been quite the um, quite the process, if you will. Um, what else have I got going on here? Yeah, that's no good. Um, you know what I've written down here? Uh, nacho cheese shapes. I don't know where people are at with a shape, but, um, I'm a big fan of shape. Um, we used to keep them in the office here just for me to snack on when I was 800 kilos previously. Um, and let me tell you, there are 10. Now I've just brought this up particularly because this morning, Amy, um, a hoary friend of mine, I <laughs> joke, um, my good friend, Amy, she uh, cops a lot on this podcast. It's fine though. She doesn't listen to it. So we can call whatever we want. Um, so anyway, Amy is, uh, she sent me this morning. A, um, Amy is a, um, I don't know where I was going with that. She sent me this morning. Um, one of those like little, like, you know, like God level, gold level platinum. I don't, I don't even really know. I feel like I'm selling timeshare now, but, um, level and they've sort of, leveled out all the shapes. And at the very top of that is nacho cheese, which is a shape that I have loved my whole life, but I was reintroduced over COVID, COVID times um, when I was actually having something that I wanted to eat as opposed to the bullshit that you've got to eat to lose weight. Um, and so nacho cheese is a 10. I don't know if you guys have tried nacho cheese shapes, but you really need to get into it. If you're an international listener, I don't know what to tell you, but you know, too bad. Um, you're also missing out on marbles. Like I don't even know why you live over there any, anymore, to be honest. Um and then below that was pizza shapes, also a fan, and also cheese and bacon shapes, which I'm also a fan of, Courtney's favorite as well. Um, so very interesting um, in the shapes. Are you, I don't know, do people eat shapes anymore? I'm not really sure if it's a kid thing, but I am really into them. I could eat a box of shapes with my eyes closed, to be honest. I mean, God, during a diet, I could eat a box of really anything with my eyes closed at that stage. But um, I would love to know, because nacho cheese is not one that I feel like people talk about, but then I saw this thing today that Amy sent to me, and it's on top. So I'm a little bit shocked. I'm not sure if anyone else is getting into that. That was just a complete aside that I just wanted to mention um, in case anyone else is into it. What else have I got going on here? Um, we opened a new warehouse for James Cosmetics. We've moved our facility. Um, so we obviously have the main facility here that I'm working from. And then now we have this warehouse facility, which is fabulous. Um, we had to fit that out. Look, finding a warehouse is fucking nauseating. Um, partially because some of the real estate agents... Mm, nothing against real estate agents. Phenomenal people. I know plenty of them. Some of them though, mm, if you call my phone one more time, I'm going to drive through the doors of your office and just take you straight out. Like, I mean, that's the only option really left. I just, you know, I work really hard to keep my mobile number away from the general 
world, if you will. Um, it used to be on everything. Like it used to be on my email signatures. It used to be able to probably find it quite easy. It's now on nothing um, because, again, I started receiving phone calls that just simply we couldn't manage. Um, and then, of course, people who I was supposed to be returning phone calls for weren't getting calls back and the call list is a bit fucked up. But let me tell you, when you inquire about a property, of which you have no choice, there's no other way to find out about a property other than to inquire with the estate agent, they then just turn into a Jehovah's Witness slash pyramid scheme, Avon lady, do terrorist, who just fucking come for you 70 times a day. And let me tell you, even during COVID times, I don't have that sort of time to be just fielding calls every other day. Oh, I found this fabulous property in Narang. I won't have my warehouse in Narang. I, like, I don't know what else to say to you. It's a no from me. So thank you anyway. We've got this beautiful property in Arundel. Um, I don't have to take a helicopter to my own warehouse, thank you. So um, I won't be going to Arundel. Oh, let me tell you about Burley Heads. Yeah, I'm not driving to New South Wales to, to visit my warehouse. I'm sorry. Like, absolutely fucking not. For those of you who are like, Sam, Burley Heads is not in New South Wales. Cheryl, Karen, fucking Christy hyphen land. I'm going to hear it. Burley Heads is miles away. It's like another country to me. I'm not driving there. It's just not happening. And I'm a control freak, right? I need to drive from my office to the warehouse many times when this setup is occurring because I want to see what's happening. I want to know what's going on. I'm just a control freak. So that's how I like to operate things. So it had to be close to the office because I can't be driving fucking 60 years to get, like, it's not a thing. You know what I mean? And like, I drive quick, but there are limits to that. So no, but I just don't, like, I don't know. Maybe that's the only way to be successful in that career. I don't really know because I'm not a real estate agent. Maybe that's what they have to do. And maybe I should just appreciate the fact that they're trying their hardest and doing their fucking thing. But let me tell you, oh my God. And like, well, what are you looking for? You know, like, tell me what your requirements are. I can probably send you some other options. And the options they send you are like, this is terrible. This is fucking awful. You know what I mean? Like I did the I did the real estate search, I did the commercial real estate. I, I've been here. I've seen this property. It's fucking garbage. I don't want this. This is a no from me. And then you get there. And here's the thing, right, between residential and commercial. When you go to a residential scenario, like if you're looking to move into somewhere or buy somewhere to live in, you're really assessing things based on your own like life choices. Like you're walking in, it's like, can I live in this bathroom? Would I have to tear everything out and start again? Like, you know what I mean? Is this bedroom big enough? Is it looking somewhere that I want to look? Is it, you know, who are the next door neighbors? Like what's the yard doing? Like what's happening here? Do I have to mow this thing? Do I have to cut the hedges? Who lives next door? She looks like a Cheryl. I could be a Karen. What are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like that's a real situation. With a commercial space, it's kind of easy. You walk in, it's fucking four walls. The place is empty. You look outside and you decide. So you don't kind of walk around. There's no convincing is what I would call it. There's no process by which you're being sold on a warehouse. I mean, to an extent, I'm never being sold anyway. But when I walk in, it's kind of like, well, I either hate it or it's it's on the short list. Like, that's the end. There's no other discussion. When I walk in, I'm like, I hate it. And they start in on this whole like, well, let me actually tell you, though, about like, well, you can stop talking. I hate it. That's the end. My mind isn't changing. Like, there's no selling points. Oh, look, look how well the steel holds the roof up. You're like, I fucking saw that. Thanks. If I arrive there and I look around and I don't like the area, I'm not coming. Like, that's the end. I'm not going inside. I don't even want to see the place anymore because I'm not going to go somewhere where I feel like I'm going to be knifed on my way to my own car. So, like, no, thanks. Do you know, like, it's just not – the commercial thing is tough. But what I also found from commercial agents is that whilst – they like to sit at their desk and call you 45 million times a day. They are horribly lax and don't understand what a fucking schedule is. The amount of places I turned up to 
where they popped out and they were just 20 minutes late. I'm sorry, but I am not fucking 20 minutes. I don't want to be that person, but like, let's go schedule for schedule. I don't have 20 minutes in my schedule. I am confident that you do. Okay. Put your little fucking ham and cheese sandwich back in the communal fridge, get in your car and drive a little bit quicker. Cause I don't have 20 minutes to be just hanging around for you. But it was like a frequent occurrence. And it was all very lax about, yeah, oh yeah, sorry I'm late. No, that's not a thing. You should be genuinely concerned. Why am I on time? You're the one trying to sell me and I'm here early? I mean, it was truly wild. I really just think that maybe either it's too easy in that game so they don't need to try that hard or they just love operating from their desk because fuck me, the emails and the phone calls just flying in the door. It was just unbelievable. So... We finally found the place that um, I quite liked and um, it's not too far from the office, sort of like 10-ish minutes, which is very achievable, you know, 10-ish, 7-ish if I'm really putting it down. Um, but that that was great. Went in, it was operating, it's a warehouse space, it was operating as a retail location for someone and, um, you know, obviously that person was just sort of like making it work for them. They weren't going in and really just like customising it. You know, I have standards, so I was like, oh, my Lord, we need to change things. Went in, the kitchen was just a fucking travesty. I was like, dear Lord. Absolutely not. We won't be operating from that. And then the bathrooms, don't even start me. Oh, you can take your fucking terracotta tile and your filthy fucking walls and you can get out of my warehouse, okay? Like, leave immediately. So there was some work to be done. You know, I repainted all the floors. I had the whole outside repainted. I had the bathrooms completely ripped out and changed. I had the kitchen completely ripped out and changed. Um, And let me stop you there. This is disgusting. So, like, sorry if you're, like, having breakfast or something. But when they ripped the kitchen out, there was just, like, mold. It was, like, you know, there were roots. It was fucking disgusting. So, like, absolutely not. I was, like, oh, my God. If I was ripping everything out to begin with, I am twaw. Lucky there was nothing else to rip out because I'd be fucking tearing it out. There was these weird carpet tiles I'd stuck down. I'd rip them up. You know what I mean? Horrible. Change that flooring. I, I was just, like... Change it all. I mean, like, really, it's a whole new whole new place. Paint everything, the floors, the walls, paint it all. So we've really turned it around now. Um, brand new uh, kitchen, as I said, brand new bathrooms. And we have a really uh, fun feature in the bathrooms, um, which I'm not really sure. Myself and my dad have, um, y- you know, a lot in common. But one thing in particular that we have in common is that, like, we can really be talked into a little fun time. And so he found, because I was doing a real gray and black vibe in the bathrooms, because that's sort of my vibe, um, he found a black toilet. Um, and then he was like, well, this would be really cool. And I was like, well, you talked me right into it. So uh, we have a black toilet, which evidently people really find as a feature. So uh, that's pretty cool. Maybe I'll post a photo of that. I don't, it's not a weird thing to even be doing. Anyway, um, so that is basically, that's almost complete. So it's about, it took me a month really, but, and we're still actually doing bits and pieces. We still got electricals happening and, and all sorts of things occurring, but it has taken some fucking time. Let me tell you to get all this stuff done because the, oh, it's just been wild. And you know, everyone was sort of like, oh, do we need to rip out? Oh, maybe we can, was, everything goes, just tear the whole thing out, start again. I can't even be involved in any of this. So that is finally coming to a close now, which is great. Love the fact that we have the space. It just makes life so much easier for storage of stock and dispatch. So that's great. Um, loved that. What else have we got going on here? No travel. I've put a note down here. Let me tell you, when I was sort of coming into the um, pre-COVID, uh, and I have a lot of travel on, I had a lot of travel on this year, um, you know, uh, for work. 
And I was starting to become a bit jaded by it. Now, when I was younger, I always said to myself, I wanted to be like an international, international business operator. We know it's in this country, as in this country, as this country. Look, you know, proud of myself, the fact that we pulled that off. But um, Jesus Christ, I signed myself up for something I wasn't ready for. You know, eventually you're just like, I want to be home. That's the end of that. You know what I mean? Like hotels aren't for me. Eventually you just sort of like, you know, a couple of weeks and you're with friends or you're with family or something is great. But when you're traveling alone and you just, ugh, you get over it living out of a suitcase. Not for me. Love, you know, love going to other cities and whatnot. Paris. Oh, I die. But I was over it completely. Then COVID's hit. Well, let me tell you, apart from the fact that, you know, we just stopped eating. Um, I just really it sort of makes you reappreciate things, right? You know, like I just was taking a lot of that for granted. And so I need a fucking plane, really. I mean, I need to go somewhere. And so like that's going to have to happen immediately, if not sooner. Um, Obviously with the COVID scenario now, Melbourne is just fucking melting. Um, You know, wear a fucking face mask. And the people who are, oh, I just I can't, you know, the conspiracy theories about COVID, the 5G thing, the Bill Gates thing. I don't know, guys. I just, I can't. It makes me feel like someone who's got nothing else going on in their life, like they've got nothing else to do. This is how they fill their own self-importance cup. This is how they feel better about themselves. And if they feel better about themselves, knock yourself out. Post all over Facebook to fill the world with your conspiracy theories. But I, I just, you know, when the vaccine comes, I'll be taking it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't need COVID. I don't need to be giving it to my parents. I don't need to be giving it to anyone elderly. I don't need to give it to anyone who's at risk. I'll have that. Thanks for it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't need it in my life, the whole thing. And I just feel like some of the conspiracy theories, they're getting a little bit out of hand now. Like, I just feel like, you know, the the face mask thing, and now people are saying, like, the face mask thing is a no-go. It's, it's, I don't know. It's too much for me, really. I'm just not sure about it. So, you know, anyway, that was a bit off topic, but it's standard me. Um, yeah, I just, I really feel like I'm ready to travel again, which I'm sure everyone is going to say, but I took that for granted. So you're just putting my hand up and just saying I probably shouldn't have and, you know, calm the fuck down, Sam, and we just need to, you know, not be that person again. But yeah, COVID has been a very interesting period of time. I will say that I think that um, obviously, like I'm not, I get it. People's lives are ruined. I understand all those things very clearly. For me, I've been very fortunate that the scenario has been in somewhat enlightening that I've been able to, um, you know, get healthier again, um, you know, reassess some things. We've been able to do some great things in the business that we haven't maybe been able to before because things have been so crazy. So that's all been really positive as well, which I'm loving. Um, but that's kind of the current COVID scenario. Now we're kind of back into things. It's a bit insane. My business internationally has picked up sort of somewhat drastically. And so we had to do a bit of a repositioning, but it means that I'm now taking phone calls from, you know, as early as 3.30 in the morning um, and sort of on from there because LA times, that's sort of LA time 3 a.m. is 9 a.m. So um, that's really kicked off again. So again, my work schedule has now resumed back to this absurd um, extremely long, you know, most mornings up by 4.30 at the latest at the moment. Um, and then, you know, working in the office until five-ish. Um, and then, uh, well, I'm just, so yeah, I mean, that's sort of a typical day for me at the moment. Wake up at about 4, 4.30, be taking calls shortly after that. Um, uh, also waking up around three, check text messages, check emails to make sure things aren't going awry overseas. Um, and then, uh, later in the sort of the morning, I'll be at the office sort of by about 6.37 and then, you know, I'm at the office till about five, 
go home, um, you know, make some dinner and then sort of do some emails later. And then I'm trying to get to bed a little bit earlier just so that I'm not sort of burning the candle at both ends, if that's the, the phrasing or the, the fucking name or I'm not really sure you'd need to ask Cheryl because um, she's burning it at all the ends and all the sides and she's just pooped. Um, but, yeah, so that's kind of my typical standard work day at the moment, um, which is definitely pressing me. But um, that's why this podcasting has just taken a hitch. It's why my Instagram stories are bad because I'm just a bit all over the place. But we are putting in a new sort of structuring moment here. We've introduced a new team member to the team. Her name is Bree. She's working on creative for the business. But uh, I'm using her to sort of assist me in keeping some – walls around the gram um, and around the podcast, which is why I'm sitting here today, which is why hopefully there'll be episodes every week moving forward. But um, yeah, so that's what that is. And then also I've got Jess, my assistant, who is going to sort of keep things in the schedule and keep things moving and make sure that we're able to make time for it. But I am doing, um, I don't have it written down, so like I've really fucked that right up. But um, we've kind of determined some categorization of days on my Instagram. So we're going to try and you know, each day have a sort of a focus. I'm sure the wheels will fall right off that fucking 20 minutes in, but um, that's what we're going to try and do. And so based on that, hopefully, fingers firmly fucking crossed, um, we can keep the trains on the track and uh, continue to deliver content. But if you're feeling like there's something in particular that I should be talking about, I should be saying, I should be whatever, you should hit us up because like I said, there's a bit more of a formula happening now about what we're actually doing here. Um, anyways, that was kind of my, um, that's kind of my revamp. There's not really a lot else on there. I've been getting a lot of DMs about dating. Um, you know, I can talk about that, like whatever. Um, that's a possibility also. Um, yeah, but that's probably all in terms of a recap. I've just made some notes here on some stuff that people had kind of mentioned that they wanted me to comment on. And one of those, which actually came in the news, and I was having a bit of a discussion about it yesterday, even with my team, was, um... Uh, Chris Sebastian winning The Voice. So in case you're not aware of this scenario, Chris Sebastian is Guy Sebastian's younger brother. I believe, look, I don't even know why I'm, I'm trying to pass myself off here as some sort of entertainment authority. I don't have an idea. But he, I'm pretty sure he was previously on The Voice like last season or a couple of seasons ago and got eliminated early on. Anyway, uh, spoiler alert, he won. Um, this is like days ago. It's like, who cares? But he won The Voice. Um, just a couple of days ago. Now, Guy Sebastian obviously is a judge on The Voice. And so now I understand that the concept is that no one knows anyone and the chairs turn around and no one's sure or whatever else. Obviously, you're going to know your brother's voice and clearly Guy did when he turned around. Although Guy wasn't his coach in the end, he chose Kelly Rowland. And, you know, love Guy to death, but I'd also be choosing probably the most famous person who might be able to help, um, which I feel like Kelly may seem like she's the most famous there, but, you know, I guess... I guess she can text Beyonce if she wants to. I just, I'm not sure what else she's got going on. I saw Kelly Rowland once in concert um, and her encore was the same song twice, which I feel really um, underpins the quality of her repertoire. Anyway, um, so, you know, I mean, nothing against Kelly Rowland, obviously, you know, she's no Michelle, <laughs> but um, still, I'm not, I'm not sure. But I guess that's probably, you know, I don't even know what Boy George does. He's one of the other, I'm not even sure what his deal is. I, to be honest with you, I, I have no idea. I, I, is he still relevant? I, I'm not really sure. He wears a fucking stupid hat. I don't, that's a whole thing, I guess. I guess it's his brand. So like, don't destroy the brand, but that doesn't seem for me. Um, anyway, Chris Sebastian won The Voice. I'm not sure what I think of that. I just feel like there's something dodgy going on. Like, 
you know, I get why he was chosen, don't get me wrong, because like great television, you know, guy was teary when they turned around and he sounded so great. It was like, oh my God, my whole life's changed. I'm just, you're so talented. Oh my God. Which, and I would say like, you know, I don't want to wade right into the middle of it. I would say that Guy Sebastian has an A plus voice and I would say that Chris Sebastian has like a B plus. Talented, sure. Can sing better than me? Who can't? But I would say that Guy Sebastian is clearly the talent of the family. Um, and, you know, every fucking day there's a new article that's like, finally out of Guy's shadow. I don't think that's the case. Um, I'm sorry to break it to you, Chris, but uh, most people who go through the voice uh, end up in the bin. You know what I mean? Uh, in the bargain bin, in the, the career bin, um, you know, really just the bin, the beefer bin. Um, so I, I feel like you're firmly in the shadow. Um, and I think that being in the shadow is probably a better location than being the winner of the voice. But that's just my personal opinion. Um, but I'm not sure. What, what does everyone else think? I, I feel like, you know, hit me up in the in the private Facebook group. Literally nobody cares on Facebook. Just just search that little number up there. Let's discuss it. DM me, whatever. But I, I think that I'm wholly uncomfortable with him having won. I think that I'm wholly uncomfortable with him having been in the competition because I just feel like you're going to get some kind of like ancillary benefit, right? Like I don't, I don't think it's a straight up and down. You know, he, again, he's talented. Um, I think all the people on there were talented, obviously. Um, you know, I think that, that, I don't know. What was funny was I was having this discussion in my office yesterday with Jess and Bree. And Bree sort of said, like, he has, you know, guy has contacts. Why can't he get Chris at you know, a record deal on his own. Like he doesn't need the voice as that platform. These other people need the voice. And I just feel like that's somewhat true. But then I also feel like, could Guy get him a record deal? You know what I mean? Like are they handing record deals out anymore in this country really? Like I feel like we're about to end up as a country where it's like we have no homegrown talent. It's just all syndicated from LA and fucking the UK, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Tones and I, is that someone's name? I, or is that the name of a song? I, I don't know. There's no one in the room, so I, I, I can't ask anyone this. I think Tones and I is the name of a person. Is that that's a girl, isn't it? I don't know why I'm asking all these questions. Like someone's going to answer me. No one's going to answer me. There's no one here. Um, I think her name is Tones and I. Well, obviously her name's not Tones and I, but I think anyway. If that's her name, or if she sings the song, she's very talented. Like there's a whole situation happening there, right? Like you know, I, if the word vibe has ever been used to describe something, she's got it, right? Like she's got a vibe. The tone of her voice is very different. She's got a whole eclectic vibe going on. It's, it's all very Lord adjacent where it's like, I don't care what I look like. Like I'm just chilling out and doing my own thing and good for her for that. I, I just think that that to me is like really unique talent and, and that's sort of what's breaking through to an extent. But again, unless you can break that barrier into the US market, it seems quite hard to just be a a sizable artist in Australia. Like we don't have a great deal of, when you look at what artists in Australia are just in Australia and are able to successfully just be a singer here and not have to do anything else. There's not really like Guy is obviously one of them. You know, Delta Goodrum's doing quite well. Ricky Lee, love her to death. Um, Anthony Kalia as well. Um, you know, always releasing music and touring. Um, you know, there's not that many others that you think of that really, like I feel like most of them have to have day jobs or like other things they're doing to make money. And I think that, I mean, I don't really know much about the Australian music industry, to be honest with you, but I can't imagine that if Guy called whoever his label is, Sony BMG probably, and said, like, give him a contract because, you know, I'm Guy Sebastian. I feel like they would have been like, hi, we can't afford to. Like, that's not a real thing. We can't force him onto radio stations and it just won't work. And I don't feel like, you know, things like, I'm like the worst offender for this, right? Like, I get it. I'm not listening to Triple J, like absolutely not. Like, I mean, people who listen to Triple it's just nauseating. That whole, you know, Taran, who works for me in the warehouse at the moment, um, who is just a recent hire, who I've known for a very long time, um, she's a Triple J listener. When I go to the warehouse and I hear Triple J, I just immediately 
I'm annoyed. I, I just don't really know. The music isn't for me, um, which again I feel like is not great because that's Australian homegrown talent and music and whatever else, but it's just not my vibe. Um, but how does one – what is the process by which someone gets discovered if not in one of these TV shows? Like, you know, Tones and I, I guess, was just on the street in Byron, I think, just seeing Snow. I'm not really sure how it works, but um, I just – I'm not sure that he would. But, yeah, the moral of the story is I really don't think that he should have been able to win. I'm not sure that he should have been able to be on the show. Again, nothing against him. Good talent. B-plus voice. You know, no guy, Sebastian, but a B-plus voice nonetheless. Um, but I feel like it's just not really sort of – not really what I would land. You know, like what do you guys think? I I, I just don't think he should have won. I, I think it's a bit dodged. There's something going on there. And I'm not sure I like it. And I feel like the only reason he was on there is because it was really good for ratings because it was like got the teary moment and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I'm just not sure. I'll be following this career situation very closely though because I feel like it will be very interesting to see if – he actually goes anywhere, which I don't feel like he will um, personally. But that's, you know, it feels like everyone who gets out of these shows, like, where do they go? You know what I mean? There's no one like, you know, Casey Donovan, where are you? Hi, love, you know? I'm sure she's releasing music, but like, is anyone hearing it? Is it you know what I mean? She must have a day job. Like these other winners, Harrison Craig. Um, I, I don't even know the other names. I don't even know why I know Harrison Craig. But why? I just feel like they must have a day job. What happens? What's going on? No one's buying the music. It's just all very disappointing, isn't it? What I think we need to do is really bring back the days where, you know, Dicko, whatever his, yeah, Dicko, I feel like he was a vibe. I feel like he was exactly what we needed. Um, and Carl Sanderlands, like, I would be more than happy to volunteer to be a judge on one of these shows, um, you know, unpaid, happy to do it for the people, you know, doing the Lord's work, obviously. Um, happy to just go on and just sort of say, um, unfortunately you, you have a great voice, but, um, so do a lot of people not going to cut it. Have a great day. Do you know what I mean? But also like, hi, um, your mum's lying to you. Actually, you're terrible. Please leave. You know, like, I just think that some people need a harsh reality check. There's far too many people walking around who are just, and let me be clear about this. You know, I don't want to get down a whole tangent, but let me be clear. There is a vast difference in a fucking check on someone's stupidity than there is about like negativity and bullying. I have no time for that comparison, Karen. Okay. Cheryl, put it the fuck down. I don't have time for that. Cause I feel like if someone's like, I'm really talented and like everyone thinks I'm really good. And so like I'm hard conditioning cause I'm really talented. You're actually the worst singer I've ever heard in my life. I would actually rather take a blunt rusty knife and drive it through my fucking eyeballs than watch this any longer. Like you're terrible. Okay. Maybe I wouldn't phrase it like that if I was on the show, just in case any producers are listening. I am able to just sort of like jazz it up a little bit for TV. I understand that I shouldn't be advocating violence on, you know, free to wear, but I would literally rather take the knife and, and stab myself than listen to some of these people. And I just feel like someone needs to tell them they can't be 30 and still whipping around being like any day now I'll be signed. No, you won't. You're talentless, you know? Just because you can hold somewhat of a tune, somewhat of a key, doesn't mean that you're going to be signed to a label. It's, all, it's very different to what you're, you know, someone needs to break that news to them. And I just don't think that that's negativity in the way that it's like, we need to all be living in a positive society where everything's so great, everyone's so lovely. Oh, I think it just breeds negativity in itself because if no one's willing to say like, actually, mm, you're terrible, that's what we're all thinking. And then someone says that offline and then I just feel like, 
you know, they're talking about it with their friends and that's what breeds negativity. If someone just came out and out and was just like, actually, you're not very good, um, what I would suggest is really working on your ability to uh, scan um, groceries and or returning trolleys, you'd be much better off in terms of a career path. That is constructive feedback as opposed to just being like, yeah, just not for you this year. We just think it's really great, but it's not for us this year. I'm not sure what this accent is. I don't know where that's coming from, but it's, it's fun. Um, do you know what I mean? I just feel like that's very different when you're just like, oh, it's all great. Like, yeah, maybe just go and work harder. Just like really double down and just come back another time. Come back another time. What, if the show's got any more years now, I'm going to kill myself also. Like, let's be honest, the ratings on this thing are just like, whoa, in the fucking toilet for a lot of them, which is sad really because like I just said, there's literally no other way to find homegrown talent. Does anyone know of any, like, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm going to do anything, but does anyone know, hey, like, how else do you find people who are talented that are, you know, trying to have a sing-along? Like, busking on the side of the street, like, poor Scooter Braun with Justin Bieber. I don't really know how that whole thing happens. But anyway, we've been rambling for a while. Look, we're back. Uh, we're back and better than ever. Um, we're not bigger than ever because we're actually smaller than ever. But, um, you know, we'll take what we can get. We are back. The podcast is happening. Here we are. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. That's a bit of a recap. What I need is some work from you people. Stop being a lazy fucker, okay? I need you to go to the private Facebook group. Literally nobody cares, okay? Type it in, go to the page on Facebook closed group. There's no Instagram page. You can just come to my Instagram and DM me if you want, but I, I won't respond. Um, Message the page, post on the page, great community in there, load of tens. We can all have a chat. But I feel like if we get in there and discuss what are we doing on the podcast? What other things should we be talking about? If you've got an idea of something happens, news, et cetera, et cetera, post up a storm. There's a lot of memes that get posted in there, but like there's something that I should be commenting on. Let me know. Hello. I'd be happy to receive. The team is going to be looking at that, mining bits. We're going to be doing that. The idea is that we're going to do a bit of a recap of my week is going to be part of of the episode. And then we're going to talk about three topics. One topic will be made up by my team here at the office, an idea from one of them. Two topics will be ones that we locate from the places. Could be the forum, could be people DMing me, could be the news, could be really anything. So get in the forum, help me out here. Hello. I am doing the Lord's work, but I cannot do the Lord's work without the people's work being done, if that makes sense. I actually also have been brought to my attention this thing on um, Reddit, which I, I'm not a Reddit person, um, but on Reddit called Am I the Asshole? Um, safe assumption if I'm involved that yes, I am in fact the asshole in the scenario. But where people post a scenario and then we have to comment about whether or not in that scenario the person is the asshole or not. And I love that. I mean, I'm more than happy to wait right into the middle of people's personal issues uh, and work out if you are in fact the problem. So the question becomes, do we launch our own phone line or do something fun so that when we, you know, people have a problem, they can call in anonymously, explain the situation, and I can be like, you're a fucking idiot. You've lost your mind. Or the person you're talking about is a fucking Cheryl. You know what I mean? Like, I can, you know, I'm happy to be the arbiter of that scenario. So we might get involved in some of that on the Instagram as well, but maybe there's something for that in the podcast. I'm not really sure. But that is the latest episode of Literally Nobody Cares. We are back. We are slimmer than ever. Hello. Hi. How are you? Slimmer than ever, didn't I? Um... And we are hoping to have content just regularly flowing out of all, all the channels, you know, all the places. Um, but again, get in the group. Help me out. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening. Love you the most. As always, 
You're a fucking 10 out of 10 if you listen to this podcast. We know that. Uh, Cheryl, if you somehow snuck through and you stuck around for this long, um, just find yourself um, the unsubscribe button. Find yourself some sort of like get out of jail free card um, because otherwise, you know, we don't have to find you one by one, okay? Thanks for listening as always. Love you the most. <laughs>